0: Warning: This episode will be talking about mm. death and suicidal ideation, amongst other things. Most importantly, it will probably be talking about middle school, which is probably triggering to a lot of people. <laughs> So let's get into it. This is Thoughts, Questions, and Concerns. Today I am your host, Juliet, from Check Yes, Juliet, by We Are the Kings. What an iconic song, by the way. So if you did not hear the warning in the beginning, I am going to talk about the concept of death and suicidal ideation and middle school because all of those, surprisingly enough, fit together. When I was in middle school, I was surrounded by a lot of people obviously of different groups but i was part of this um club and the people in the club they had some interesting personalities some of which i think they should have just gone therapy from the get go because middle school is when i probably pinpoint where a lot of my problems come from because of the people i was surrounded with a lot of them had this very down (laughs) mindset and I knew a lot of people who would self-harm or threaten like killing themselves or whatever and as a sixth grader hearing that from those of seventh and eighth grade it was traumatizing and thinking you know here's the other thing it was also, there was also this weird thing where in the club, there were obviously cliques, but instead of cliques, they were more like, we're family. Okay. You're my sister. You're my brother. This is my bigger brother. You're my bigger sister, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's because they all had family issues. Okay. Like go get, go, go to therapy, my friend, go to therapy. So that kind of made it, worse you know doing family role play with people who are near my age and having them be like oh yeah like I want to fucking kill myself and I you see these scars you want to know how I got these scars it's like actually no dude I don't I was a Disney radio radio Disney child okay goody two shoes in elementary school and going into middle school and getting this culture shock of kids who you know wanted to kill themselves and was always being mopey and always like having these thoughts I also started to have these thoughts because let's do some history this this is where it's gonna get real okay I for one did not think I would live past 10 and here I am living past 10. What a crazy concept. Okay, middle school me would not believe the position I'm in right now. I grew up in a small town or small enough town that everyone that went to school with you in middle school basically followed you into high school. It was so freeing when people I no longer, you know, wanted to share the mindset with craved the validation of graduating middle school and went to high school so that I could like celebrate my seventh and eighth year in middle school and then having to go to high school. And I mean, when I went to high school, I kind of just avoided all of them. They kind of all stayed in the same group once again. I'm just rambling, but the main reason why I wanted to talk about death and suicidal ideation in middle school was mainly to like the topic of, yeah, I didn't think I'd live past 10. Genuinely, I have journals of me, this is gonna sound so bad, but praying to god of why i was born and whatever whatever like imagine being 10 and having those thoughts of why was i born what is my purpose i want to die it's not great obviously and i i've obviously moved past from that you know being way older than 10 year old me with more knowledge and More experience of the world. It really, something that really hit me recently that has been helpful. So, this might be helpful for anyone who is currently in my 10 year old mindset or has been in the past and still is kind of struggling through that or trying to navigate through that. I won't really say struggling, but trying to navigate through that is we're all gonna die. Okay, here's the thing death is the only certain thing that we know of and obviously there are people out there who are like okay but the afterlife you know what happens after death does it really matter does it really matter what we all know is that one of these days we out of this life okay whether you believe there's another one or not whether you believe you know that you go to heaven or hell that does not matter we all can agree And one of these days, we out of here, like we out. Either they burn your body into ashes, either they put you six feet under. You know, I hope none of the people listening go out by the hands of somebody else in malicious ways. But it's the truth. We're all going to die someday and we can't prevent it. And it's just going to happen. And that's why I've been telling myself lately, every single time I have suicidal ideation where I'm like. God. I want to fucking kill myself. When I have those ideas in my head when they come passing through because my therapist told me, you know, thoughts are just thoughts. They're they're just passing through. But when they do happen, I remind myself, like, it's going to happen one day. You know, why rush the process? I'm going to die one day. It's going to happen whether I want it to happen or not, you know? And so saying things like, I wish I was dead. I could really jump off a cliff right now. It's not helping the situation I'm in, you know, because one of these days I will die. One of these days it will end. And so rushing the process really is not helpful And neither is wishing that I was dead or thinking of ways to kill myself, because if you think about it, the more you just keep pushing through, the more things in life you do. Okay, I did not mean for this to be so inspirational or whatever the fuck, but if people listen to Andrew fucking Tate, okay, you can listen to me blurb about life and existence. If you just continue pushing through, you know, the thoughts of I want to die. I want to kill myself. I want to jump off of this fucking bridge. You get to experience so many things in life. Sure, some of them suck. Some of them really, really suck. Some of the things I've been through last year, I wish I didn't, you know, but it happened. And now you just kind of have to push through that and keep going. You know, because with all the things that happen that really, really suck, there are going to be times that are amazing out of this world, in fact, that you're going to be like, wow, I'm so happy I'm alive. For me, when it comes to late times in the night, and I'm speaking like 3 a.m. when I shouldn't be awake, but I, literally can't sleep because my mind is racing, Um, I remind myself that I have three concerts this year to look forward to and numerous like things that I haven't done to like just celebrate life with my friends and family. And therefore I must continue going. I think it's so easy to focus on the bad and every aspect of life, you know, in your studies, you're like, oh shit, I suck at this. And it's so easy to focus on the bad and it's so hard to what is the word like change your perspective in that to see a more positive outlook. And people hate um, optimistics. You know, they're like, you're too optimistic about life or I I do hate toxic positivity. That shit grinds my fucking bones for an optimistic point of life or even just realistic point of life because i think a lot of people think their realism the way they perceive their world realistically a lot of them tend to be tend to be pessimistic about it they don't even try to be optimistic or try to shift it into a more positive light for example you are a biker and you get hit by a car oh my goodness hit by a car that, as you could see, is very negative. But also, think of the positives. And you might be saying, what are the positives of me being hit by a car? Well, if... Now, these are just... I'm just throwing these out here. If it was a college vehicle, a universal... Universal? University-owned vehicle. Girl, you just got your tuition paid. You are getting bank, okay? You can also... Be one of those people who are like, you know what? It was meant to happen. I was meant to get hit by this car, no matter what car it is. Maybe. Maybe if you're a romantic, hopeless romantic, whatever they call the people who romanticize their life, it might have been the love of your life. You might be in a Hallmark movie right now, okay? Maybe you got a big fat concussion, which is horrible. Concussions are horrible. But anyways, you end up in the hospital, right? And you wake up from like your coma or whatever, and there is this fine person holding your hands or like entering the room with a bouquet of flowers you're like damn damn shoddy it's okay you can hit me hit me with your car anytime anytime you know what i mean so what i'm really getting at is be delusional like nothing nothing in life is really certain So the only way to really get through it without constantly feeling dreadful, ungrateful, resentful, all the fools that don't really fill you up is to just be delusional. Another thing. To add, is we truly do not know how far we are making it in life. And I think a lot of people measure their success or greatness in different ways. And this is something I want to get more people onto this podcast and just ask them about. I might actually do that, I might just ask a bunch of people on to come on just to ask them this one question, because I think it's very important and very telling to how a person lives their life. And it's what do you view the most important in life? You know, is it respect? Is it love? Is it strength? Is it power? For me, it's respect. But for other people, it's money, power, all those other things. But once you figure out what you prioritize in life, you kind of realize how everything you do follows that principle. And what people need to realize is you don't always have to follow it, though, because you got free will. Do whatever the fuck you want, dude. There are people out there who function because what they prioritize is power. And so they will do whatever they need to do in their life to gain as much power and that's how they measure their life they might think they're unsuccessful in their life because whatever steps they've taken have not given them enough power or some people will prioritize money and materialistic goods and therefore when money goes down they're like shit i am so unsuccessful in life i suck at this but when they when the money is up when the money money be racks on racks on racks, if you will, then they're like, oh, wow, I'm really successful. One thing I want to get to, though, is, well, that's kind of contradicting to what I just said, but this whole podcast will be contradicting. It will be hypocritical to even things that I say, you know, because as humans, we're always changing, even if it's a minute afterwards, which is crazy. that's because I just don't know what I'm saying. i just be spewing success. Success. What is success? Why is it so important to people? Who are you being successful for? Are you being successful for yourself? Are you being successful for the people around you, as in your friends, your family, more specifically your parents? I think when we were younger, at least people in my community, a lot of them were doing the things they had to do in their life to appear successful to their parents. And I also feel that way sometimes. I think things that I do even in my recent life is in the hopes that I appear successful to my parents and to my friends. But also, I've kind of had to remind myself that other people's perceptions of who I am as a person and how successful I am as a person Does not matter in the grander scheme of things if I do not deem myself successful. You know what I mean? It's that whole thing about internal versus external validation. And I've personally have been trying to rewire my brain to make it so that I am doing things because I want to see myself as successful. Because it does not matter how many other people see me as successful, if I don't personally believe that the things I am doing are making me shine as a person, then I will always be dimming my own light. You know what I mean? I guess a reminder that this podcast, Thoughts, Questions, and Concerns, is all over the place. Does Juliet know what she's talking about? Never. Never. Always take what she says with a grain of rice. OK, because truthfully, this podcast is solely from my perspective of how life is happening. You should never and I mean never take opinions of those who do not understand your situation of life. I was privileged enough to come up from a upper middle class family. I am privileged enough to be in the position at a university that has a podcast room. I am privileged enough to just be here at this moment to speak. Speak on a mic. So, whenever you're consuming media, make sure to realize that it might sound like good advice. Like the advice might sound good from an external source, but you have to realize that these people did not grow up the same as you. They did not go through what you're currently going through, and they also might not be the same demographic as you. And I think that is very important to realize when it comes to things like gym talk. When I see people working out on my TikTok, I always have to remind myself that genetically, I will never be a white girl with a fatty. I'm so sorry, but it's the truth. It's the truth. I will never be a white girl with a fatty. I'll never be a black girl with a fatty. I'll never be a black girl or white girl with abs. It's the truth. Mainly, it's because of genetics. Mainly, it's because they've been going to the gym longer than I have. Mainly, it's because they can literally carry like two cows. okay? and I personally can't do that. But it's the same thing with emotional advice, like relationship advice or anything that you see on social media. You have to recognize that these people go through life differently and their advice may or may not work for you. Going back to talking about middle school and suicidal ideation, because I definitely took a big tangent away from that. Oh, okay. So I saw this TikTok. Crazy how that's the start of the sentence now. But I saw this TikTok and it was actually Pete Davidson talking to this one guy on a podcast and he talked about... How whenever he has suicidal ideation, he always counters it with doing something else. And I think that's a great uh what is it called? Great tactic because your thoughts are just thoughts. You know, they're going to run. <laughs> they let me tell you, if they're not gonna run, they're going to sprint throughout your brain while you live. And most of the time you can't control them. Actually, all of the time you can't control them. And so what he talked about is every single time um, he wanted to kill himself or do anything like that, he would instead go take a shower, like a cold shower, or talk to a friend, any of that. And for me, currently, it's taking naps, which is not very productive and kind of makes me more sleepy. But I think I would try to make it so that I do don't just instantly go into bed whenever I get sad. I might pull up a movie or something. That will really get my letterbox going. Can I just add that whenever I did get sad during my earlier years, I would just watch My Babysitter is a vampire, both the movie and the two seasons, but they've removed it from Netflix. And therefore, Netflix is basically telling me to kill myself. Netflix is basically like, fuck you. You die, you know? Not actually, obviously, but wouldn't that be crazy? It was a Canadian show that was also featured on Disney Channel, and basically, it was these two nerdy white boys who were in high school, and their babysitter. Uh, she was a vampire. Crazy, but it was such a silly show, and it was a great way to get my mind off of things. Of a comfort show for sure. So if you've never seen it, you should. Going back to middle school, when I was in middle school, I had this crush on this one dude who happened to be in the club, you know, crazy. I had a crush on him sixth to almost eighth grade, but I think only sixth to seventh because in eighth grade, he got a girlfriend. And also I did not really like him (laughs) after this incident. But yeah, I liked him in sixth grade. And then in seventh grade, I gave him a letter that basically told him, like, I like you. (laughs) Obviously, it was more of substance than whatever I just said. But yeah, so I gave him a letter, right? He reads the letter. I'm there, by the way. And so is other people. I can't even explain the situation of why there were other people there while he was reading the letter. You just got to go with it. Okay, so he reads the letter and he is crying. Crying. And then we hug. It's weird. I think he told me he liked me too. But nothing, nothing happened after that. Nothing happened after that. But if that's not a sign to tell people you like them, I don't know what is. The worst thing that's gonna happen, I mean, there's a lot of worse things that can happen. But the most realistic thing that is the worst thing in your head that's going to happen is that they don't like you back and that is okay feelings are so complicated and if they weren't complicated then they would be boring feelings would be boring if they weren't complicated life would be boring if feelings weren't complicated obviously well it's not obvious but we do not talk anymore me and that person i think we were in good terms from middle school to high school And then he actually fucked my best friend over. So, you know, life is crazy. But also, here's a little side note. In middle school, during the time that I did like him, he was doing something annoying. And the guy next to us, another middle schooler, was like, do it, just slap him, slap him. And so I did, in fact, slap him. And it was a loud slap. It was a satisfying slap. God, I wish someone recorded it because honestly, blackmail. I will say this person now is very fit, very fit. Going back to gym talk, he could probably, it could probably bench three cows, in fact. Can I talk about that? I I think as a not male. <laughs> yeah, I'm not male, by the way, if you could not tell. Oh my goodness. Hell, even that third way was weird. Can I talk about this? How... Most of the time, men go to the gym as therapy, which honestly, fair enough. Back to suicidal ideation. Dude, I'd be going to the gym because I, yeah, I want to fucking kill myself. But I know I can't and I know my time is coming like eventually. So I just go to the gym because it's very close. It's very close to killing myself, you know? No pain, no gain, whatever the fuck they say. But why is it that most of the time the male species goes to the gym to run away from their problems. And I understand scientifically that working out makes your brain happy. But what I mean by why do they go to the gym immediately is they do not work on other things to really help out with their problems most of the time. And I'm speaking in the atmosphere of relationships. Why don't they go to therapy, you know? Because most of the time it is it has nothing to do With physical. Like, babe, be so real. Okay. It has nothing to do with your biceps. That is not the reason why the relationship did not work out. You need to go seek therapy. And you need to go talk out how you can be a better person in a relationship. Because your biceps are not going the bigger the biceps does not mean the better the relationship will work the next time. Even them talking to their barber is better therapy emotionally than them going to the gym trying to get gains to forget over somebody that hurt them or somebody that they hurt. Like that's just some food for thought, you know? You can go to the gym with a trainer, get those gains while also getting help emotionally. A lot of a lot of the male species forget not even forget they just disregard the fact that they are lacking in the emotional department or the capacity to really think that far not everything is the exterior I'm sorry but unless you're homosexual bro the male gaze should not concern you it's such a it's such a man's world That their concern is the validation of other males. That they forget that they're attractive to women and they want women. That's a whole concept for another podcast episode because I am reaching 30 minutes. And I don't want to make these long just for my sake. But yeah, what is up with men seeking male validation? I know what's up as a woman. But if I were to ask my male counterparts, I wonder if they recognize that this is what they're doing. Everything that they do is for male validation. Anyways, this has been Thoughts, Questions, Concerns. I have been your host, Juliet from Check Yes, Juliet by We the Kings. Anyways, episode done. <music>